Shut up, I love it. Welcome to the Evening News with Shut Up. I love it. I am Joe Cabello. I am Sasha Feiler. And this is the Evening News Shut Up. I love it. A edition. Podcast. Oh, I thought you were going to say edition. Edition. <laughs> where we invite a special guest to talk about something misunderstood, looked down upon, just compared to other things in the bad way. Unknown even. Unknown even for some people. Misinterpreted. Misinterpreted. Kind of maybe dying a little bit. We'll talk about it. It's a little, it's getting a little sad. But we'll find out what this is that we want to talk about. And to help us, to guide us through this conversation is our returning guest, who is a reality TV producer and the son of former Los Angeles weatherman, Johnny Mountain. Welcome, Gabe Mountain. Hello, everyone. Uh, there is a low coming in, and uh, it's me. No, I'm oh. kidding. Hopefully, it'll be, it'll be a high. It'll be a high, a high pressure, <laughs> low hassle situation. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hello. I never knew that your dad is a retired weatherman. He is. He was. Uh, he was number one in Los Angeles for a while. He was uh, on ABC Seven Los Angeles uh, Eyewitness News for 28 years. And then he was on Channel 2 for six years, and he retired in 2010. Incredible. When I looked him up, he seemed to be very beloved, like still within community. Like people were very upset that like when he retired, uh, the people was asking were asking like, what happened? Why don't we get to see him anymore? Apparently he cracked jokes on TV a lot. It was very exciting to read about him. Yeah, it was. Um, he really enjoyed his job and he brought a lot of personality to the weather. And, um, you know, one of the things that I love about news is like when it was a bigger deal, it's kind of, you know, as you mentioned in the intro, a little bit dying now, but, you know, it used to be a bigger deal and uh, you would start your day with these people and or end your day with them and stuff. And so it's like a voice that was in your household for a lot of people growing up. Um, and he really enjoyed it and had a wonderful time. And uh, it was okay when he retired for him. He was ready to go. Okay. So uh, this is one of those ones where kind of we've teased it a lot what the teased. topic is. And people already know because they read it on the, uh, <laughs> the episode title. But I love these ones where they're like a key piece of information comes to me <laughs> during the episode <laughs> after, you know, weeks of thinking, I wonder why this person's going to be really into this. And then you get, I kept the, it away from you. you get this key mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's a, that's exciting. Um, but so what are you here to talk about? Um, I'm here to talk about uh, my love for local news. Um, and why I think it's great and um, something to not be completely discarded. Um, yeah. o- obviously, I have a bias, <laughs> um, yes. having grown up with a father who's yes. involved. Yes, but we'll walk Yeah, yeah. Um, but I- I'm sure I can be objective-ish. So you've kind of, we've all alluded to it, um, like it's dying or, you know, it's something that's worth keeping around, which would imply that it's dying. Uh what is your assessment of where local news is at now and where it's headed to the future? Um, well, I think that, uh, you know, I think that local news now is, I think that people, you know, kind of dismiss it or um, think that it's, you know, not 
uh, the best source of news because you can look on the internet, of course, for anything that happens. Everyone has, or most people have alerts on their phone from CNN or Fox News or I, Nickelodeon. I don't know what people have alerts mm-hmm. on their phone for, but um, it's so instant now that I think that there is uh, less of a draw to local news. Uh, but I really think that it it does have a uh, a place in our culture um, and society. And I still think it's really useful um, for a number of reasons. Um, uh, I think that it's kind of like, you know, okay. So before TV, there was radio before that there was the town crier or whatever. I actually, I don't, I don't know how people, <laughs> they posted things on walls. I don't know how people got their news before that they ask a local goat. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> starting in the, uh, uh, I don't know, in, in the, Earlier 1900s, uh, of course, there was radio, and that was everyone's source of news, or you'd go to the movies, and there would be a newsreel, a news broadcast. Um, and then in the early 40s, they started bringing in local news, um, and in and around World War One or World War II, rather, I know my history, uh, and especially <laughs> after World War II, I think it, it became more prominent and kind of grew from there. Um, and, uh, and so... When I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, um, I, of course, watched it to see my dad and because my mom had it on. But it was it's really um, uh, a place for your regional information. You know, people find out what's going on um, in their town and um, weather traffic. And I love hearing the local interest stories. Um, and, uh, I think that there's like, I don't think that you get that from, you know, from all from CNN or from other national news sources. I think that there's something charming, quaint and useful from local news. And it's very cute how they make a lot of mistakes. Right. Right. (laughs) And you can tell, okay. So like you can tell the budget of, uh, you know, what the budget is for news when you go to like a big town or a small town. And, and even in, you know, we all watched uh, Channel 7's newscast, yes. mm-hmm. they're five o'clock. Um, and uh, even on in, in this huge market, there was still there's still mistakes and flubs and problems with graphics and stuff that happens. And you have to roll with it. And there's something performative and fun to watch about that like there is a reason that if you go on youtube and you search for you know local news bloopers there's a ton of collections of them (laughs) from around the world and um you know because you it's just like the show must go on you have to roll with it and there's you know there's there's bystanders that come to these standard reporters and scream things at them and there's lights that fall in the studio or an earthquake that happens Mm -hmm. or a tornado warning and there's like there's real moments and um i think that that's cool and that's valuable yeah joe what is your um not gonna i guess how much of local news do you ever see these days well i will say what was on my resume for a long time in hollywood was i was a camera operator for my college news station so very into local local news uh, then what, it's great when that got to be taken off my resume because I wasn't <laughs> trying to be a camera operator. I'm like, hey, I'd like to be a screenwriter. I once did camera operating for news. <laughs> but uh, watching it, uh, the, when we watched the episode or whatever you would call it, the broadcast yesterday, it I felt immediately at home with it. Like I've never stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. But I think the last time I've watched news is... Um, you know, sometimes I'll visit my parents and they'll have it on. 
the, right. the local news on. And then especially like a long time ago when I lived with them, it would be on in the background and stuff. So, but it, it has been such a cultural part of my life, even that watching it here for the first time, like actually sitting down and watching it, it felt very like natural and like it never left. It's so classic. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been part of my life, but, uh, you know, we're of that, um, or at least I'll speak for myself, uh, like this generation that's, we didn't get to go into adulthood with politics. Boomers. That's you. Yeah. I'm a boomer. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually 67. Um, but at least my relationship with the news is getting interested in politics and news and things well after I was out of the house and had cable or anything. So the way I was ingesting it was different versus people where there wasn't really those outlets like my parents who, okay, they reached a certain age where they're really into news and politics. And then, okay, where do I go? Okay. I'll watch local news and watch CNN. So I never really got to have that, uh, usher in of interest in news into, uh, being at the same time as watching this stuff. Mm, okay. And now, Sasha, you're, uh, you're from a little further out than Joe or I. I'm a little I, further out, but I'm also from Los a Angeles. little bit high up. I used to work at CNN New York for a while. That's true. I forgot about As that. So between, <laughs> I would love to hear your, what you think, you know, I don't know what you think about all this. Yeah, I, um, that's where like my real first job was at CNN New York. It was super weird because I graduated, uh, like, after I got bachelor's in television and radio, I immediately went to master's program, which is only a two-year program, like very hands-on, very production-oriented at Brooklyn College, which right after that program, I went to Vegas randomly with friends. Hmm. And we went to, like for NAB, National Association of Broadcasters, where they just show off equipment. Because again, like Joe, who was running around with his camera, I didn't know what I wanted to do. We were very life. stationary. Uh, we, there's no running around and no camera Just movements. Tripods, yeah. tripods. Um, the sticks. Yeah, no, I went to this because I didn't know what else to do with my life. And then I went to a job fair at NAB where I like met these people from CNN Washington Bureau who introduced me to... Like they gave a reference for some reason to... Um, for me, uh, my like to CNN New York people who interviewed me and hired me as editor producer. So I worked there, I want to say a little over a year until I quit and moved to Los Angeles. So I worked for at least a year and a half in a very like newsy situation where like my favorite part was actually when you had to cut two o'clock news and you don't get start getting footage until like one o'clock. So you have to put this package out in an hour well sometimes you get like some voiceover or some other pieces earlier than that but like most of the stuff comes in at one o'clock and sometimes you have to play it live like you play you hit play on Mm, your (laughs) on your like two three second delayed not avid but a version of that and it plays directly into um like people's homes and oh the God. scary part about it, because everybody would get, like, when it's, like, live like that, people would get around, like, producers and everybody, people were scared about it because the stakes are really high. And what happens, and at least happened to me once, but usually a lot of people would happen to them many times. 
because that Avid, and again, that was not Avid. It was called something else. It was called Liquid Blue that eventually was bought by Avid and killed by Avid because it was such a good program that allowed background rendering before that was a thing. Sorry if I'm getting nerdy on editing stuff, <laughs> but you play, you, you press play, and because there's two-second delay and you're running on crazy adrenaline, a lot of people will start clicking multiple times to be like oh. you're not it's not playing and it'll be like play uh play uh, it goes to black you know all that kind of stuff and it only happened to me once for just like a split second it wasn't a big deal um for local news would be just like another like normal, <laughs> normal playback <laughs> yeah. for anything um but i was always very exciting but but i also like cut like half hour documentaries and stuff like that but yeah like the news aspect felt very much like at home same for joe uh watching last night's local news broadcast broadcast for this episode felt like oh i know how they make it even though mine was cnn which i <clears throat> have no uh, you know current affiliation with but it was like uh, i know exactly why this happened like if there's like a right like an oops moment yeah and and just like what they're doing like i could see like through that it was very interesting. Wow, that's you have quite a cool relationship with it. It's 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 like, it's almost like a talent show or variety show or something. There's like all these elements that have to come together graphically, you know, with footage from the field that's being sent in live, and you know, stuff being done in house and all the dialogue that's being written, and it all has to come together um, for an incredible amount of time. Like KTLA, I read today, puts out like seventy three hours of news a week. Um, wow. And just oh the amount of production that is and to have to do that day in and day out and like stay fresh and stuff. You know, sometimes I laugh when I see end of the year listicles that are written where it's like, OK, it's like the same stuff that we've seen. But it's like, how many other things can you talk about? Which is which is why when we were watching the broadcast yesterday, I was so excited about, you know, the little local color, like the local news stories that they do, because you they've got to, you know, outside of national news and big local stories, like you've got to fill, <laughs> you've got to fill mm -hmm. that time. And so you get these really awesome stories and you get bloopers. And, um, you know, I just it's just I don't know, it's just fun to see, or at least for me, it's very nostalgic and it feels very comforting. Do you watch um, news, uh, local news every day? Not every day um, because I ditched cable, um, but I do watch it a lot and I'll, I'll stream it. Um, and uh, it's not as political, um, you know, as you know, some sites mm -hmm. that you go to are obviously left leaning or right leaning. And I appreciate that. It's just I'm sure obviously there's biases everywhere, but it doesn't feel so overtly political to me. And and, you know, when you're you know, there's like they uh, I just enjoy hearing about like recalls that's my recall place that's where i hear about lettuce that's being recalled oh, you know food so oh yeah they love that mm -hmm. yeah they love a food and, or detergent that kills you or missing right. baby formula right. <laughs> right exactly um uh i know do we want to talk about the about the broadcast I think we should get we into watch? the meat of it yeah into the meat of it like what what did we get to see last night what did we like the most i, I guess it might be some I stuff mean, to touch on I mean, my my favorite was hands down, um, you know, uh, the in the community section, like I alluded to a minute ago. I mean, there was I, I just jotted down a couple notes. There was in the span of an hour, we got to hear about a dog who paints. Um, a, Not uh, I, I have no surprise about that. I, I know everything about dogs who paint and I'm <laughs> sure like, honestly, this was like a non news piece for me. 
well, you have such a good canine training background that yeah. you probably knew the dog in question. Uh, I knew, I knew so much about it. Yeah, but yes. she's like that dog doesn't know shit. There's ten other dogs better than that dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they had, you know, a story about In and Out that was provided for local no- nurses, which In and Out's like a you know local burger place. And Hearst Castle is open again, which is a big attraction around here. And they Very even hard told- to say to the lady she couldn't say Hearst for like five times, like right, crossed, crossed. <laughs> like she just <laughs> called it all different things. Prost. She's like Hearst, here it is, and she like patted herself on the back. <laughs> We're all doing the best we can out there. I mean, and Seriously. they even told you how far it was from Los Angeles. It's a four and a half hour drive for anyone who's mm. considering it. And then um my okay and then uh it it was uh mvp bobblehead night at angels head stadium for the uh the i guess the pitcher shohai otani um and my my uh okay so my favorite story was they had a story in the community section about a couple who was getting married outside of fresno or in fresno and the groom was an hour and a half late because he was stuck in the elevator of a best western and then they interviewed this couple um about you know how best western offered them a credit uh on a future hotel stay and they may decline it because they can't really get that time back that they lost and um mark brown one of the anchors ended it by ended the segment by saying but they're married now so you know (laughs) it was just i don't know it it just i was was interesting yeah because then uh the lady uh, uh anchor said well, hopefully it's a smooth, smooth, I'm sorry, like a rocky start for a smooth ride. And like she looked at him for approval of her joke. And he looked for some reason so annoyed with her. Like he was already done with this. <laughs> <laughs> like he was, mm-hmm. And like, and they just had to keep going. And that looked like she looked bummed out for like a half a second. She was like, oh, he wouldn't like even yes, yes and me. Like he was, he was such yeah, a Yeah, like, just a give me a that's right, partner. Donna. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, do that. nothing. He gave her he nothing. W- he was not an improv. Clearly, he has no improv training, or else, or maybe he was just like, "Fuck it, I don't like you." Um, but I like, I do like seeing that when that professional newscaster mask slips, even for a second. And um, you know, uh, John Oliver on um, uh, last week tonight will do a segment of of now this, where they have a segment where it's a bunch of local news um, segments, and it's especially when they had they all had to say, "May the fourth be with you." Um, and, um, it's just a delight when people have to like try to be professional, but also be human. And so it's Mm -hmm. a very tricky balance to strike and it doesn't always work. And just to give a little sidebar for your favorite story, Gabe, with the groom stuck in the elevator, he was stuck in the elevator with eight groomsmen. I think that's the craziest part. They were all (laughs) breathing there in this tiny space. And there's a picture of that for one and a half hours wearing those suits. That no beer, painful. nothing. No beer, nothing. Somebody no, had to pee. They all had to pee because you know they've been <laughs> drinking, I would assume. Yeah. And, you know, in a in a post-COVID world, like where I can barely even watch old movies where people are talking to each other closely without a mask, can you imagine being stuck in an elevator with eight of your dudes? For yeah. Anyway, it just <laughs> it, it sounds tough. But it they're married now. They're married yeah. now. Joe, what was your favorite story last night? I really liked the big tease. There's always got to be a big tease, right? That s- strings you along through the episode. And this one was 
here's a new firefighting jet that's going to save <laughs> everything, but it can't spray water or fire retardant fluid. So how does it do, do it? And then they keep coming back to it. Oh, soon we'll find out about this. And then it's like, the plane has a camera on it. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> Uh, you right. really made it sound exciting, but I guess that is what it would do if it couldn't actually fight the fire. Right. Yeah. They've that filled out about four minutes of their time, so they were happy with this, you know, Yeah, tease, that, that sure. was a great story. My, my favorite tease was UFOs are coming to Capitol Hill. Kind of. <laughs> More ahead. <laughs> uh, and my favorite was just the moment when there was a... I don't know if it was local or not, so please tell me if I'm messing this up because some news obviously weren't local. But a woman who was jumping into a cage and she was she kept being punched back and flying back. Oh, the UFC. Out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was not local, was it? Uh... I, it was in Arizona, so, you know, coming not from... Not local enough. Not, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was... I don't know. I don't know what the line is between local and not... Like, this is not regional enough. We can't. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it depends on how much news time they have to fill and how much they have. And what um, it's about. Like, that's kind of a funny, interesting mm -hmm. story. So they're like, okay, we could throw that in. We don't want to do, like, some political thing from Florida or something. But Which yeah. they had some political stuff too from national stuff, like right there. Yeah, about mm -hmm. about five thirty, they'll cut to like, or they'll bring mm -hmm. in some more national stuff. But it's it's just, I do love how it's peppered with local color, uh, broken up with traffic and weather. And I mean, you know, watching the weather, uh, being the son of a weatherman, obviously, like that has a special place in my heart. Um, and uh, what a character that guy is, Dallas Reigns. He has the same birthday as my father. <gasps> the same year too. No, eight years apart. Okay. Um, I okay. won't tell you who's older, who's younger. No, it's older. Uh, to protect yeah. both of them. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, they worked together. They worked together for years, and uh, just like in seeing, you know, having grown up with my dad and and being able to visit the newsroom and see how it's done. Of course, personally, uh, it always means a lot to me. But objectively, there's a bazillion cities in uh, and around Los Angeles, and I love getting to see. I'm a nerd. Uh, there, I love getting to see like all these cities because I don't know where anything is. You know, you just type stuff into GPS and go. But it's like, well, that's where I don't know Sheboygan is, or that's where you know I don't know um, Pacoima is, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, so I don't know. It's just it's you get to hear about La Nina, and you know you get to learn some stuff. And um, anyway. Uh, Dallas just, was very interesting. That. Yeah, I felt like he, every take, because, you know, he had to say a lot of the same stuff throughout the hour. Uh, every take he took very, like, seriously, like, I'm going to do it differently, this one. Uh, there yeah. was a different approach. Like, he wasn't giving the director, like, as an actor, he wasn't giving director the same take. Like, he was putting different emotion, different intonation into that. And he, like, once he would start talking, it was hard to take the eyes off of him because he was just very engaging, <laughs> engaging dude. Yeah. And, um, you know, they I mean, if you go if you go to different cities, obviously, everyone has their different ways of doing it. Some people stand in front of the map. Um, and uh, I don't know. So it's 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 always a trip to go back to my dad, who's, who's now living out of state and in a, in a much smaller market and seeing how local news is done there and hearing him critique everyone. Mm. I was like, do you watch the weather now? And he's like, no, no, no. And then it comes on and he, you know, makes fun of everybody. No, not really. But um, what, did but, you have that relationship where you were he were able to get like his uh insights and his ethos to doing the weather or like working that that craft at all yeah um yeah he uh my dad always said uh if 
if one of us looks bad being the news team, we all look bad. So he said, you, you never, you know, don't worry about being the loudest or the funniest in the room. It is about making the team look united and um, and having everyone succeed. Um, and uh, and that was really good. And I also learned, you know, from his uh, from the way that he'd have to improvise, you know, and getting to see him do that. You know, there's a news director often behind the camera, either in the, their ear or or standing on the on the floor who's like stretched the time. You know, there's been an issue mm-hmm. or compress the time. And so they're they're constantly having to having to think on their feet and expand or contract um, as needed. And, uh, I don't know with all of that, there's like, there's a sense of drama about it going well or not going well. And I kind of like that. I like that tension. I think it's, um, I think it's amazing that any of it works considering all the elements that have to come together. Yeah. It's like a play with technical elements on top of it. Right. Right. No, it's absolutely, um, an adrenaline moment. Like, I mean, I feel like this people who work, Everybody who works in new in, in news is like has to be some some way adrenaline junkie, and it was the, key, the kind of the coolest part of working in the news for me too. Was that uh, will it work? Like, will we be able to do this today? <laughs> <laughs> right, and to have to do that day in or day out, I think that that's really admirable to go in and you have to be on your A game. There is no like, oh well, so and so can handle this or whatever. It's like, no, it's your face or it's your work, mm-hmm. your words that are that are having to come across and. Um, when I travel to a, a small town or anywhere, like one of the first things I do is turn on local news because it's vastly different in different parts of the country. And like, if you're, if you're traveling and you can't get to a dive bar, which is one of the absolute best places to see how locals really live when they let their hair down, local news is a great stand in because you can see, you get, you know, local, um, the accents, you know, you can see the budget, maybe a light falls from the ceiling or there's a spider or something. <laughs> and how yeah, loose they get, right? Like I've seen some clips where they're really more joking and like even saying some really off color jokes. And it yeah. seems like that's just like, they're like, nobody's fucking watching this, this one. <laughs> <laughs> or when it's late at night and you're like, is, did you guys go out to dinner and like have a couple drinks mm-hmm. or what? Like things get a little bit, a little bit looser. Like you were saying, and it's just like, well, great. Come in my living room and sit down and tell me something. Why do you think people are cooling off? Is it the new generation? I, yeah. I, I, local I, news? I wonder, um, you know, if kids growing up in the, uh, in the early aughts uh, and um, in the teens are, I mean, if they're watch, you know, if they're, morning and evening routines would be conducive to that. Like, I don't know in this age of people streaming everything, if people have cable, my brother doesn't have cable. Um, like I don't have cable. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a digital antenna, but I don't know that people as a family start their day at breakfast or in their evening like that. And if they do, they might want to talk to each other or, you know, Mm -hmm. or be watching breaking bad, you know, with, with, you know, their four year old or, or whatever they're doing. And they shouldn't talk and eat at the same time because you can easily choke. <laughs> That's a right. good tip. Yeah, they should, two pipes are too close together. So they should just <laughs> shut up and watch the local news while they're eating. Yeah, and I think that I think that people are used to getting news instantly, and um, and uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if if there's a lot of people who feel like we if you sit down and watch it, it's like, well, it's, this is old news, or you know, it's it's or I I think that a lot of people are 
tired of, you know, over the last six years, like people are tired of maybe they're tired of the news. Maybe the news is too intense and um, maybe people have outrage fatigue or are just like you just don't want to hear it. And speaking of that, um, there was one very disturbing news that was didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of time dedicated to that, thankfully, about a mother killing her three or two children. Right. And I I noticed that, like, emotionally, that was a lot harder for me to, for example, listen to it than to read about it, um, say, like, on, you know, mm. even CNN or anywhere else. So I feel like there's something to be said about, like, when a human being is telling you that as opposed to you just reading an article like many other articles. Um, and I don't know what I'm trying to say, except like that it's just a different um, effect on the audience. Yeah, I mean, it could be a deterrent the same way that we text instead of call people a lot now. Um, there is something, uh, you know, maybe for some, I mean, sometimes it's easier for me at least to read something rather than to hear it. But like when you are, when during that story that you mentioned, you were seeing photos of the mother and of the family, uh, the, the kids who are dead now, while someone tells you that and you can't, you can't adjust the pacing of that or anything. I mean, it's coming at you, you know, uh, and you're seeing it and you're hearing about it and um, that can make it more intense. And, um, you know, those are, there are hard turns that they make from hard, hard turns. It's like, well, you know, uh, next we have Joel, who's going to tell you about the uh, four different kinds of powdered lemonade that are on the market as we go into yes. summer. And later, uh, you know, Michael slayed his whole family brutally in cold <laughs> blood. We'll take you live to the crime scene after that. You know, it's just like there's, yes. a, there's hard turns that don't, that are rough. And actually, I don't know, like maybe, you know, like in terms of programming, because I, I like never dealt with actual programming and like streamlining of the programming when when I worked on CNN. Like what, wh who chooses the order? Like, is it supposed to be ups and downs like that? Or except for like the 530 national news switch or whatever, something more obvious, but emotionally... Is, do you bury a story like that that's so disturbing or like uh, where does it fall? <laughs> this is some of this is conjecture, but I think that um, I think that with a big story, you would want a big story that doesn't have to be breaking news. Maybe you want to tease that later. Uh, so that you keep people engaged throughout the broadcast, so that you can keep the ratings up. I know that there are big pushes during uh, ratings weeks um, where the eye, you know, the amount of eyes are measured and used to sell advertising time. Um, and um, but I don't know that there's an emotional um, consideration when planning these stories. I'm sure that it's all very planned and um, that it's you know, or I would think that it would be. Um, I bet there's but, a rhythm like how radio works it's like oh we do we have a b and c songs we know at the start of the hour you play an a song and that just being categories of almost like popularity sort of or like mm -hmm. a is the hottest new ones that you don't want to play a lot but they're impactful and b and so on so there's that strategy that all the major radio stations use and you once you know it, then you can listen to any radio at the top of the hour, and you're like, holy shit, this is just a formula. So I'm sure it's the same way, like light piece, darker piece, whatever, whatever. Like they Keeps know using the camera on the helicopter, mm -hmm. <laughs> and okay. it doesn't always, and it doesn't always go well. Like with the, um, you know, with with the war in the in the Ukraine, excuse me, with the war in the Ukraine, um, there was uh, a. A, a tease and they had you know they were 
ending the the tease talking about the atrocities being committed in the Ukraine. It was a very serious um, tease and it had some disturbing visuals. And then a box popped up, you know, with like an Applebee's commercial that had, oh, yeah. you know, uh, talking <laughs> the one about talking about chicken fries and the, the way that it was. And it was just so awful, you know, to see one and the other. And it was just, you know, it doesn't always work. No, no. especially with commercials. Yeah. Yeah. And Botox just kept coming at me. Oh, yeah. That, you, you, know what, uh, yeah. you know what, you know what, what demographic it's uh, pointing to. But I think it's yeah. a little less content, like what, it, what the news is, and more the changing landscape of like, what's the menu of media we have? Because we know we went from what, like two channels when TV started, mm-hmm. then to having uh, extended cable channels, then to streaming. And I think we just see, we're seeing a lot of habits break just because it's not there right in front of you. I bet more people would, if there was a li- the local news fed through Netflix, mm-hmm. I bet you see an increase in local news being watched by other demographics. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have a problem with too many streaming services anyway, so that even if it was on Netflix, because they have it on Hulu, I think is like a lot of these rebroadcasts, yeah. and you can even yeah. easily stream it on ABC, the, the website that you shared with us to watch it. But now I have to go to ABC and remember that and stream it or go to Hulu and Netflix. Now there's Paramount Plus. So I think there's just less focus if it was there right in front of people i do believe they'd probably watch it more yeah and i wonder if it will come back i mean netflix's subscribers are down right so there's there they've got to be searching for for other things and and you know things do come back around like i remember when i first saw an amazon brick and mortar store i was like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> like it's yeah. the whole purpose of amazon yeah. for us not to have to go into a store and so it's like this is you know, I remember Brookstone stores and I loved them. It like reminds me of the world of Sky Mall magazines and just like all that, yes. like, just all this weird stuff. And then, you know, that all went away because you could get on Amazon. And then here we are back to there's a brick and mortar Amazon and stuff. So um, I, I don't know if it's if it's on its way down, dying, dying. But, you know, obviously it is it is taken a back seat to the many other ways that we are overwhelmed with media and advertising all the time. Yeah, and I wonder if it does need to update in some way, as everything should. We're we're seeing that with award shows now, like the big ones, mm-hmm. uh, even and especially Oscars and everything, where people are starting to wonder: Wait, is this format even for us now? Is this how it should be done? Yeah, I mean, they could probably get Will Smith to anchor. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wonder if there's you know a way to rethink the news broadcast. I, I one of the things that I love are the uh, you know the uh, music cues that they used to sting in and sting out over those graphics mm-hmm. because they remind me of they're just nostalgic to what I saw growing up. Mm-hmm. But like they don't sound current no. to me. You know, <laughs> no. I mean, the whole format is is kind of stale. Um, and they break through like um, cultural differences. They're like the same stings. They like you, you stingers. They hear like in any country. I'm here to tell you because I've been to every country. No, it's the but, same like, sound I, pack. I, yeah, they use the, the same, same exact it's the same sound artist. Pack. <laughs> really? Dun 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 dun. Probably. <laughs> There's yeah. no different. Dun 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 dun. It's the same one. 
Wow. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, there's or, or some variation or something. Now, um, Sasha, did you watch local news growing up? Did you have any relation? I think I think uh, I had it the same way, like definitely plays in the background a lot of times because I didn't grow up with cable. Like there was just only a couple of channels and all that. Um, so, yeah, there was definitely news abundant in my life. I liked it. Mm. And and now after having worked in you know at the high level of CNN, mm. which is true, that actually is very impressive. Um, but uh, do you have a different relationship to news now? I left news because I knew that's not what I wanted to do. People were too serious. They were not laughing. They took themselves very seriously which is uh, just tells you like how I take myself, you know, like it's just the opposite of what, what I want to do. Um, but I, I, and the, like, I don't seek out news actually for a for a long time. <laughs> I never like cared about to even find out what the news are. I think mm-hmm. the pandemic brought me back into like daily news, uh, mm-hmm. not even addiction, but like checking in. Um, but a lot of times I, I usually get my news from uh, New York times is, newsletter just like morning newsletter mm-hmm. um and then i i f- catch up with reading just the headlines for cnn without actually clicking on anything else so it was very refreshing to watch local news for for change um the other times that i watch local news is when i go to like a a lot of times like a beauty salon or like a any kind of like a nail salon a lot of mm-hmm. times that's what they would play and so it's mm-hmm. always very i find it very engaging local news yeah, can't take yeah. it away, your eyes away. Like it's just very engaging. You want to be like, uh, it's it's done for, for you to consume. Like they know what to do. Yeah, it's fast paced. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's you know there's some entertainment there, and, and it it reminds me of a time when there was more like water cooler TV where we were all watching, you know, news coverage of a police chase or, um, you know, sporting events or something. We it's I I think that there's less of that now. Um, everyone there's so much to watch, and you can stream stuff at any time. So there's like you used to have to catch something when it aired, and now you can get it all the time. So there's there's less of that. But whenever yeah, whenever I get a haircut or something, it's always on in the background, and it's a source of conversation um, among strangers. Mm-hmm. Or you know, when you're at the I don't maybe not the DMV because you know there's just nothing there <laughs> when I'm there. But <laughs> um, but you know, I there is something. I, I do like the community feel of it. Um, yeah, and, doctors' offices sometimes. Yes, yeah, and um, I mean, you know, I I do like getting my weather from there and and hearing about traffic. And there are local stories that come up, uh, like there was a, a a show called Eye on LA that that showcased new um, new things to see around LA, wineries and and new mm-hmm. stores, or you know, like when there is a holiday. They will go like for Veterans Day, they will go to a veteran's um, own business and get the story, the human interest story behind that and um, let you know that they're offering a special for veterans, for Veterans Day. And there's there's um, a community feel that comes through that kind of reporting that I really miss, um, you know, living in living in a big city where you don't necessarily know your neighbors. Mm-hmm. And, and so like those those news anchors um, become part of the household and um and uh and part of the community and and build a community when maybe you're not personally seeking one out is there anything else we should cover or should we go on to the ratings cue music (laughs) joe how would the ratings work all right we're gonna rate the local news on a scale of zero to ten using something as the 
uh, basis of our comparison. So that thing can be uh, local sports. Or it could be cookies. Hey, cookies make me feel warm inside. It's a 10. This is also a 10. Something to that nature. And if that doesn't make sense, well, me and Sasha will go first. <laughs> Sasha, why don't you take it away? Oh, very angry of you. Um, <laughs> I'll compare watching local news to reading... Um, Reading CNN's website, specifically go on, on CNN and uh, scrolling down and seeing they're just like very clickbaity, um, you know, article headlines. Like, I mean, everything is just they're always constantly changing headlines and rephrasing them so they will more become mm -hmm. more of a clickbait. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, to me, it's um, there's something false about it. Like there's something... You know, here, here I go talking, you know, shit about my previous employer. But it's true. Like, CNN always pretends to be, like, very, um, I don't know, uh, the, you know, not as commercial as they truly are. Like, I remember being in meetings with CEO of CNN at the time uh, with very small meeting, like, randomly. Like, they just got, like, all the editors there, and it was, like, a very small meeting. And he was just, like, saying how, like, like they just they just need to use this current political cycle this presidential campaign to make more money and all that stuff like i mean this is Oof. the main agenda like this that's the conversation was about so it's it's not a surprise but it is um it is interesting how like cnn made a lot of money i feel like on the pandemic and everything else that's been going on since then and donald trump and uh, the war in Ukraine. So there's definitely a lot going on. And I feel there's just something like there's a pretense in how they try to present themselves to who they are. Um, and so I would give CNN, if on this scale, on the 10, one, 0 to 10, I would give CNN a 5. I still go there to check what's going on. Um, but I usually go like almost like hate read it a little bit. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. So like, that's how you're trying to twist this and have people click. And there's not even a story. And why is this a story? And all that stuff. I feel local news has certain sincerity to it. Like local news doesn't pretend to be anything that they're that it's not it's uh it's the i don't know the awkwardness sometimes and the, and the bloopers and all that stuff like it very charmed me last night when i was watching uh the broadcast and uh i really enjoyed it i just i realized that i don't watch local news because it is so uh engaging and it's just like you know feels like okay that's so much time to give like if you start watching you probably can't stop yeah it's mm. a full More than full anything. hour of it's a full hour. Uh, stuff that's just for that day and there's going to be something tomorrow like that's what's yeah. tough about it right? but it's really cozy <laughs> and it has like a like a comfortable like a comforting feeling to me maybe because of nostalgia as well growing up with news you know lo mm -hmm. local news and national news either way so i would give local news a seven okay i would not, not watch bad. it constantly but uh i enjoyed and it was a pleasant pleasant hour for me joe take it away uh i am gonna rate it uh with um, late night TV, because uh, late night TV is another thing that uh, it's like every day is a new episode. You've got to keep up with it or like, you know, it's one of those things that it just feels weird, like almost religiously. You'd have to watch it. Uh, and I think it's also suffering a little bit from staleness of still being the same format it has been. Uh, but I used to always, I would never watch it live anymore. I would watch the episodes the next day. And I think a lot of people are doing that now for late night shows. 
then I had to stop uh, just because it felt like I was investing way too much time on disposable shit. Like, you know what? I don't need to know Ian Summerhalder's like summer vacation because he was the guest on Jimmy Kimmel. I don't need to know that part. Um, but I still really appreciate it. I'm going to give it, uh, give late night shows an eight out of 10. Mm. I think they're, yeah. I think they're swell. I think they hire a lot of comedy writers too and give us jobs. So that's great. Um, the news, obviously not as bombastic and, and as fun as late night show TV, but I do think it's really important. I think it's something that's super public, which is important. It's important that we uh, maintain our public institutions. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be a knockout every day. That's kind of the problem with news. You know, like there's not a, a buzzworthy thing every episode that you're going to see. But I think it's important enough that I have to give it a high rating at nine. I, I think we have to rate it high and push people to watch it because we need to. We're pushing. Libraries, local news, you know, these are things we need to uh, preserve. Aw. W- wow. That was actually really touching. <laughs> I feel touched. Gabe, what about you? What about um, you? I'm going to judge it on a nostalgia scale. Um, nice. I just, I, I uh, am big into... I don't know. I'm big into feeling community and um, I like learning about where I live. And when I visit another town, like I just, I love, I love the whole thing. I love the graphics. I love seeing, hearing the local stories. I love, you know, getting to feel out what the budget is that they've allotted towards it, seeing the mistakes and everything. Um, And watching it yesterday was uh, really nostalgic for me just because I grew up watching so much of it. And um uh, I do. I, I agree with Joe. Like, I think it. I think it is important, and it still has value. Uh, is it outdated? Sure. Is it? Is it something you need to watch all the time? Like, I don't know. But anyway, it's it's important to me, and um, I actually am probably going to watch a lot more of it, <laughs> just having watched it yesterday. So, um, on a scale of one to ten of my nostalgia scale, with a ten being a hug from your grandmother <gasps> after she's baked. Uh, chocolate chip cookies so she smells like chocolate chip cookies and you are wearing your favorite old sweater before you shrank it and you have just found a time capsule in which you wrote a letter to your 15 year old self and you reread it <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> that's a doesn't 10 doesn't give more nostalgic wow. than that right it's so sweet you've got a toothache somebody go write a scene (laughs) um and um one would be uh i'm gonna say getting braces right before the school dance uh in seventh grade uh a part of nostalgia you'd like to leave behind um uh i would say i would give it uh i think joe may taught me i I think i would give it an 8.7 wow Point mm-hmm. seven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Couldn't points. do that point three. It lost a little bit uh, uh shaving a point three to be a, a nine, but oh well, you know. It did, it did. Um, there's always room for there's room for improvement. I don't want them to rest on their laurels. I want them to keep fighting for uh my, my eyes, you know, my viewership. <laughs> Amazing. Well what a cool topic. We don't get usually stuff like that on Shut Up. I love it, so that's very refreshing and uh I feel like we're doing something good here for the world. Um so thank you for that. Gabe, where can our audience find you or watch the work that you do? 
Um, I'm currently working on a show called uh, The Sweet Life Los Angeles that will be uh, its second season will air on HBO Max soon. I don't have a date yet. Um, and um, you can find me on Instagram at Boots from Darfur if you Amazing. so desire. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you so much both for having me and letting me talk about something that is near and dear to my heart. Of course. And Joe, what about you? What's going on with you these days? Oh, nothing much. Uh, you can check out my movie review podcast, Beat It Movie Reviews, where me and my co-host Chris Soda review movies and talk about TV shows. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening. <laughs>